Today's episode brought to you by Gnawbone Studios. Show, don't tell. time Emmy nominee as a writer and co-executive producer on two of television's most successful series, Modern Family and How I Met Your Mother. Lloyd had established a strong foothold in an industry notoriously difficult to penetrate. But the constraints of television can sometimes limit a writer's creative impulses, and Lloyd had an idea that required a broader canvas. That idea became his debut novel, Friend of the Devil a noirish horror story that combines the gleeful gore of 80s slasher picks with the teen angst of a John Hughes film, stirs in the classic sensibilities of Poe and Stoker, and adds a dose of Raymond Chandler for good measure. The result is a keenly original tale that stands apart from its peers. And this is one friend of the devil worth knowing. All right, boys. Yes. Let's welcome Mr. Stephen Lloyd to the show. Hey, how are you, sir? Cheers. Um, pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Well, Stephen, your friend of the devil is out. Your debut novel. Can you give? Since we're gonna we're gonna use a TV term or film term, really. Um, can you give our viewers a spoiler-free trailer of Friend of the Devil? Um. Sure. Uh, let's see. Uh, always like the toughest question, by the way. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Spoiler free. Right. A trailer. So I have a, I have to start with like, yeah. yeah. 1980. It's got to be a voice too, yeah. <laughs> Damaged war veteran, Sam Gregory. Um, <laughs> Sam Gregory is a uh, Vietnam vet. He's, uh, it's 1980 and he now works as an insurance investigator. Um, he's sent to this boarding school called Danforth Putnam um, to recover a uh, priceless book that his company insures that has gone missing. So he's trying to see if there's fraud or if it was stolen or if he can recover it. And Danforth Putnam is this galactically elite uh, boarding school. They have their own island off the coast of Massachusetts. Um, he doesn't feel super comfortable there with these sort of you know, you know snot nosed you know rich kids and this sort of you know wealthy environment and thinks it's going to be a fairly straightforward case but then as things go on he notices there's some sort of witchy things in the book yeah. and witchy things about the island and the school and things get sort of you know creepier and weirder from there and then very very bad things start to happen mm. um he's and the other main character because it's sort of two points of view is uh harriet who is a student at the school um and she also doesn't feel totally comfortable there this is 1980 um she's you know 
uh, she's African-American and is made to feel a little um, uh, un uncomfortable for that. Uh, she's also a nerd. She's the head of the D&D club and <laughs> astronomy club. Um, and she's really sick of her getting bullied but and yeah, her friends yeah. getting bullied and so she uh um she goes after it she tries to write a, a an investigative piece for the school paper um where she does not suffer fools gladly she she is herself um the kind of a spitfire she like you know is known for writing these like scathing reviews of uh of you know the school plays and student performances <laughs> she's like there's an edge to her um, and as she's investigating this bullying event, she starts to discover some of the witchy stuff that uh, Sam does. And then their um, investigations intersect and hopefully lead to a very shocking conclusion. The witchy does. stuff. The witchy stuff. That that term actually shows up in the book several times. Yeah. Witchy stuff. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's the technical term. Yeah. Witchy technical. stuff. Technical. Yes. Well, Friend of the Devil is a stew of the grizzly and the macabre. <laughs> The genuinely hilarious and at times even contemplative um and you succeeded at balancing all those tonal qualities seamlessly which i know from experience is extremely difficult to balance any kind of tone um did all these qualities emerge organically as you wrote or did you kind of know exactly what you were shooting for right from the jump um well first of all thank you that's <laughs> a very very nice thing to say about my book so thank you very much um and i think they they did sort of emerge just just kind of diving in. Uh, uh, you know, I, I, I kind of knew where the book was going, but I also had taken a heart. I, I just, you know, I just read Stephen King's book on writing, which if anybody hasn't read it, it's, it's oh, yeah, I think we all fantastic. Know. Yeah. Yeah. That's what Several I, times. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm here to do is promote other people's books, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> That's what yeah. we do. <laughs> yeah. And Stephen King needs that from me. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, but uh, it's a fantastic book um, on, on writing. And, and I was so surprised at one point that he said that he doesn't outline. I thought, because he's, you know, he's a, he writes thrillers. So he thought like, well, don't the have to be, you know, pretty tight, but he said he just starts and sort of, he finds when he outlines, sometimes things get mechanical. And the phrase that stuck with me was he said, if I can't surprise myself, I can't surprise the audience. Mm, yep. And so I tried to say, all right, I have a path that I kind of know it's going, but I'm also going to just see going forward if I can surprise myself. And so mm. I, I, I tried to take that to heart, and that was what I did with this particular book. Nice. Nice. Uh, definitely the surprising part. I like that. But um, in front of the devil, you take readers. Uh, you mentioned back to the 1980s where Reagan's president. Mm -hmm. Cell phones are, if they're in existence, I'm not sure. They're only in the hands of like the uber wealthy. Um, yeah. The war, the war in Vietnam is still fresh in everyone's mind. And as a kid who grew up during the 80s, it was also a phenomenal time for aficionados of the gruesome, gory, and the ghoulish, the slasher films. Sure. Um, and as I read this story. I couldn't help but draw parallels to those slasher cult-like films of that decade. So I wonder, were there any particular films or stories you drew from uh, when setting out to write this book? Um, not specifically. I mean, I, I know what you're talking about, and I, I did like, you know, a lot of those, those movies from the 80s. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I, you know... 
Um, mostly, I would say it, it was, um, man, I'm just stammering now. Um, <laughs> the, um, it, well, I was thinking of like, like the gate. Um, oh yeah. It was an, it was an old, like cult like movie where, where there was two young kids and it always revolved around, uh, like kids and children. Right. right. Um, and and your story that, you know, that setting is perfect for that because it's the school and, you know, some, some, somebody comes into the storyline who's, who just happens to find that there's a little bit more going on than, than seems to on the surface. Um, and then people start dying and, and that's like, like 1980s slasher films. Like that's yeah. awesome. I loved it. Um, right. And so I, I totally got a feel for that as I was reading the story. Well, thank you. Um, yeah, I think that's also something, I mean, to mention him again, Stephen King does all the time is he takes some sort of relatively familiar or what seems like not a scary place and then makes very, very scary things happen. I don't think people realize, or maybe some people do, some people know that you've had a pretty storied TV career. Um, and there's a lot of creative types that they all kind of work together coming up with one product, kind of some sort of finished output. Uh, and they all come in from different angles. But, you know, writing a novel is a very solitary kind of endeavor. Um, and I'd read somewhere that fear had kept you from writing books sooner. <laughs> and so did that kind of sole proprietorship uh, with, with this novel have any impact on the delay of your desire to write novels? Probably, or certainly confidence to to write it because yeah as you pointed out and i'm not sure a lot of people realize that in tv writing especially in comedy uh, it may be different in dramas it is incredibly collaborative like there's one person's name is on the script at the end but you know by and large you know you the whole story is broken by the staff uh and then you write an outline and then that is gone over by the staff and then you write a, a draft and then that is gone over by the staff mm -hmm. and then every day after you watch run throughs and, and things like that so it's it's an incredibly all hands on deck sort of uh, process yeah um and so uh i was um one i i actually really loved being able to sort of sit down at a, at a the typewriter and just say this is all typewriter it's 1980 again at the computer <laughs> um and write a book that <clears throat> was really all mine and that i can sort of do do everything with but i i was definitely a little in, intimidated by it. i felt like hey, i'm leading with my chin a little, a little bit writing a, a book how's this gonna uh, go because it is it is scary but i will say that i absolutely loved it it was just so fun to be able to sit down at the computer and write things and just experiment with things that you can't in a in a tv script like it, it's yeah. you know i was saying to a friend like you know it, you know nobody wants you to describe the crisp october day in your tv <laughs> script that's just gonna you get know. you yelled at, at the production <laughs> you know Move like, along. we don't care what this <laughs> is you know, new england <laughs> day that's what we want to know it's you know the up. lighting department about anything else that, <laughs> um we're getting <laughs> but uh so you know but i i did really i was intimidated by the process and but i ended up loving it yeah, we've so, heard that from a number yeah. of, of people that we've had on the show, if your kind of background, that 
it was kind of like refreshing like oh thank god like i get to like actually sit down and actually take a moment to kind of go through things and you're not on the clock like oh you no know. it's it's great and and, and the, but unfortunately then you realize oh yeah but it's also all on me yeah <laughs> like, yeah like that's, you, the, you, that's the counter argument you can hide behind a little bit you know in a tv script if things don't work out and you get like well this was really all of us you know but <laughs> you can't do that in a book like you only got you to to blame for anything yeah. so I, I can can I just pivot for like one second off of the book I, sure. I'm so curious because you mentioned about the uh, a collaborative effort when you're running you know tv scripts for mm -hmm. comedies and writing a book is just you and then maybe the you know, beta readers and you're obviously editors and stuff copy editors how many people are in that room for like say a typical episode for modern family um it, you know it really depends on the show uh usually you know a show that's early in its run has a very small staff because that's all they can afford. And then if you have like a mega hit like Modern Family, you can afford a lot of writers. And by the end, I mean, we must have had like 12 writers. Wow. You get anything um, done. <laughs> <laughs> well, we split into two rooms. Uh, Modern Family is really like a, it was very, a, there was a, it was a no nonsense place to to work. Oh. Um, and we it really would split into two rooms because there were also so many storylines on modern family to do oh, so right. like all right this room is going to do jay and gloria and um uh the kids and then this room is going to do mitch and cam and um you know the dumpies or something and so you know things would be running in parallel just oh, to okay. get it all done gotcha pretty cool well and that, you, we've been talking about the differences between screenwriting and prose writing another difference is in screenwriting particularly tv writing is constrained by a very specific structure unless you're david chase writing you know like, <laughs> but, but particularly on network television and in a novel all those shackles are off so i'm curious did you find that freeing or is the act structure so ingrained in your writing psyche that it just imposes itself as you write that that's a really interesting question i, I think it i think it was ingrained in in me because it was more than i realized um because it's something you're so conscious of when you write a t TV script. Something, especially a show, shows like Modern Family or, or How I Met Your Mother, where there was a lot of uh, plot and people to service in 22 minutes, you there was a real focus on keep it moving. Like nothing, yeah, yeah. you can't put in anything there that's, that's if, if it doesn't serve the story, it's gotta go. Cause there's just no room for it. Yeah. Um, and I think, um, and I tried to keep that pace with uh, Friend of the Devil, also because it's a thriller, so I wanted it to to really move. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, my my editor at a certain point said, you know, you this is a book, and you should <laughs> slow down at some points. Like I know you you don't want to get it sluggish. Obviously, it's yeah. like it's a mystery, but give yourself an opportunity to get inside the character's heads a little bit more and you know uh, um you know as he put it like get your writer jollies you know on certain things so, so that yeah, you yeah. Can sort of, uh, you know to you know whether you're being a little philosophical about this or that or you know not 
ponderously so. I didn't want to go off, you know, 40 pages talking about my opinion about America, you know, but it was just, you know, but just to let it, let the characters have a little bit more sort of depth and texture and the world of more depth and texture in a way that you don't really have an opportunity for in a, uh, yeah. in a TV or a movie script. Yeah, because readers, readers skip the, uh, the boring stuff. And there was, there was yeah, no there was no I boring did. stuff in there yeah. so god, god bless you thank you <laughs> <laughs> well so w we've been lucky to have several screenwriters turn novelists on our show and we've discovered discovered that some of them actually write out screenplays testing the water so to speak to see if their idea can be turned into a novel uh and i'm curious with your background as an acclaimed tv writer and executive producer if you did something similar with friend of the devil did you write a script of it a screenplay of it and then go, yes, this works. And now let me, let me make the story. That's a, that's an, that's a great question. I did actually oh. start to write it as a, a screenplay, but I didn't, <laughs> the experience I had is this doesn't work. But it does. <laughs> I, well, I think I had to go the opposite way. I think I had to write it as a book. I think now it would work great as a screenplay yeah. or a limited edition like TV show, but I had to write it as a book first to get it. I think yeah. I couldn't, oddly, I couldn't go right into writing it as a screenplay. I think I needed to kind of sit down and work it all out as a book so that I could see it all and get inside the characters' Interesting. heads in a way mm. in order to to see it. So, uh, how far how far did you get? <laughs> not, not too far not too far and you're like, um, yeah i was, it, thinking, wrong I was idea. thinking what what is this it's not you know something about it wasn't you know there and there was no harriet in it it was it was just oh, sam and oh really yeah um i, I can't picture it without it now i know i mean either. especially and, the ending yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> the ending is hard to picture without harriet right it's a very different ending it would um, complete yeah completely different yeah, so I, I really needed to write it as a as a book. I think for me, mm. it makes sense of it. So interesting question. Let me ask you a quick, quick two part follow up. So, hey, um, has have you are you pitching this as a as a TV show um, first? And um, if so, in a situation like that, when you already have a TV network that you've kind of built your own, it, do you do you work? Is it all an agent pitching it, or do you also sort of like? have a whisper campaign going uh the way i mean generally the way it would 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 work would be yeah your managers or agents would sort of set up different meetings at places or try to get uh you know various producers maybe to read the book or something and see if you could sort of you know get it going uh, that way um i haven't gone out to to pitch it yet as a as a uh tv show or a movie but i would like to but that's how it would would work. I would try to get them involved and they would set up a, a slew of, of meetings with different people who could potentially. Yeah. I, I just didn't know, like, cause you know, some people, I didn't know if, you know, if you've ever would casually say, Hey, you know what I got, hey, I, by I, the way, <laughs> <laughs> maybe that that's more of like, I, I don't, I wish I had more of that sort of producer gene. There Ooh. are, um, uh, you know, I have friends who are like that who are saying like, man, you know, people are just afraid to pick up the phone. And I think I'm one of those people. Uh, I'm just like, you know, you should just, just get, just call people or uh, whatever. But I, 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 I'm, 
probably too meek to do that. So I just usually <laughs> go through the ring. We'll do that for you. We got you covered. Would you? This is my long way to be saying. Would you guys mind producing? Got this? nothing to do this afternoon. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Done. We have a small fee though. Very, very, very small That's fee. On whatever it is. I'm, I'm a terrible negotiator. It's so usually just really bourbon. Whatever you, whatever you want. Sip. Would you mind? Is not the way. <laughs> hey, there's an oft-repeated uh, piece of advice in and. Um, novelist circles is don't read the reviews and yeah. so th mm -hmm. this is your debut and so where do you fall in terms of uh, in terms of that Did, have you kind of looked at it or have you kept away from it so kind of where are you at i've completely kept away from it i my my uh, publicist at uh putnam who i adore yeah um will send me good view the nice reviews oh we got a really nice book here which is great and i read those and and i i do not troll the internet to see what other <laughs> people said one reason i went to um i i you know when i about a year ago or something like that penguin which is the parent company from putnam said, mm -hmm. said you know uh gives these little seminars that you can attend over zoom and i watched some other debut novels five of them talk about pitfalls the things you should avoid if you're like a, a um very interesting group all very very different writing very very different type of novels and yeah. um the one thing they all said is don't go on the internet and look at the review <laughs> i was like oh file that away um, yeah. because as you know like anybody can write anything and i you know i'm i, I didn't I, I thought like, I, I just don't, <laughs> I, I'm, that's not going to be like, you know, that's not going to be uh water off a duck's back for me. I'm sure I'm going to be like, Oh, yeah. um, because I know, you know, modern family talking to like when that happened, both talking to the actors and the writers of modern family, they said, there's a game you play where, especially if you have like a, a hit, like, you know, oh, you you get sort of addicted to like, oh, the praise, whatever else. Yeah. And if you keep going, eventually somebody's <laughs> going to be like, this sucks. This is a terrible thing. <laughs> and of course you were going to wait that a hundred times more than you. Oh, yes. Think oh, absolutely. So I, uh, I'm, I'm happy to just read the nice things that my publicist uh. um, Thank That's God me. there's a gatekeeper for you. Yeah, boy. Like, Thank God. When I, was, right. when I was doing solo, I was like, wait a minute, what? That's not even, like, right. <laughs> you know. <laughs> like, you can't do anything I, about it. Exactly. Well, I didn't say anything like that. What, what are you yeah. talking about? Yeah. What kind of publicist would it be if they just send you all the bad reviews? Like, yeah. hey, you're shit. this book is shit. <laughs> Ooh, ouch. Yeah, that's the headline every single time. But, you know, so that reminds me of, uh, you know, I, I, I play poker a lot, uh, Texas Hold'em. And uh, for a while, I, I thought about switching careers and just doing that full time. And as a poker player, I won a fair amount of money. And there's like there are several several times I won a lot of money. Wow. But I always remember I always remembered the bad beats, like the ones where I lost a lot of money and they totally outweigh winning. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. Like big pots. For and sure. It's just funny how the, the the human psyche just focuses on the negative so much and puts so much weight on it as opposed to all the other like praise and, or good things that happen. Oh, that's social media right there. I mean, <laughs> yeah, <bad>. absolutely. <laughs> that's why I was just telling my daughters that because we were talking about gambling and I was saying exactly that. Like I was never a big gambler, but it does seem like, you know, 
if you lose 50 bucks, oh, it, 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 yeah. it, 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 it kills you. And even, right. if you, and even if you win a bunch of money, you're like, yeah, but if I just done that one other thing, yeah, one more twice thing. that. Yeah. Yeah. Twice that. Put, put it all on red. Yeah. <laughs> God. All right. Well, so now that you've written um, and now that you have a novel out and you've written plenty of television, tell us a little bit about what your favorite and least part the least favorite parts of each are my favorite and least parts uh i would say you know favorite part of tv writing you know if you go to it it, it, it it's just hard to avoid if you go to a table reading and you just have a fantastic table read where like it, it everything's just killing and you're you know the laughs are, are fantastic it is hard not to love that you know, you mm. just this is going great. Um, and the worst part is if you go to table read and that doesn't happen. And sitting <laughs> there just staring at your script, quietly sweating through oh your shirt, God. going, please let this be over soon because this is the most painful experience of my life. Who wrote this one? Who wrote yeah. it? Please stand up. Yeah. <laughs> Stephen Lloyd, everyone, thank you. Please don't say my name. We don't need to hear that. I got to go yeah. to the bathroom. I'm no, great. Let's, yeah. let's not bang that drum. We all did this, remember? <laughs> it's um, collaborative. Collaborative, yeah. everybody. Very collaborative. Right? Um, so that's probably that. Um, and then in terms of uh, writing books, you know, you know, just sort of, I think being, getting in, into that world, and especially if you feel like you're really hitting a, a click and, and going like, wow, that I, I really like what happened there. And I was able to come up with a, a description that I'm sort of proud of or an insight that I feel is fresh, you know, that I, I yeah. haven't seen before. That's, you know, for any writer, really in anything. I mean, that's just an exciting moment to feel. Um, mm. And the worst is probably having people go, you know, sucks. I've seen that a million times before. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> which is why I, which is why, <laughs> but see, I, in a book, I can just not go on the internet and see that. Whereas, <laughs> you know, in, in TV, you can't, can't really avoid no hiding no no well we know from experience that uh the hollywood like the cinema and television is an extremely tough nut to crack yeah you've been very successful in it though but so as the book publishing business it's a tough nut to crack do you think your time working in television prepared you for the book world and were there any hiccups or barriers in the book world that surprised you um well, I was very fortunate because I, I had some traction in, 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 in TV that I had uh, representatives who could help me with this book. And so I, I wasn't in a situation that I think most writers are, where they really have to sort of figure out back channels, this or that. I was able to say, I got very lucky in that my um, managers who are three arts, um, gave it to um, uh, Richard Bate, who's a, who's a literary agent in New York, and mm. he found um, um, uh, Mark Tavani at Putnam, who, yeah. who wanted the book. And so, you know, it, the the so I was very lucky in that. Mm. Um, the difference between Mark, really, what I gave him was half a book. It was a short story. It was a it was a short story, and he said. I, I really like this, but you've got to make it longer. 
And so there, I had to pitch him a, a whole new, you know, um, um, angle on it. And that was, that was sort of tricky because I, I didn't really know how to expand it at first because I was afraid, because he said, like, I'm afraid to make it sluggish. It's a, you know, my, every time I reread anything that I've written, I want to cut stuff because I just want to make it shorter and shorter. And so I was like, how do I add 40,000 words? <laughs> and my wife said, um, well, maybe you should think of like a, a whole new character to bring the POV. And that's what oh. Harriet was. Oh, that was Harriet. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, the wife. Great. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Way, yeah, we should have her on the show. Yeah. <laughs> you, who, by the way, made me friend of the devil cookies for my publication. Uh, day. What? That? That's, that's awesome. a first. We, that nice? I've never seen that before. No, nor that's I. A first. That is. Wow. So, um, so she suggested. So <laughs> the, I pitched. So I thought, well, maybe this other character, and I pitched Harriet to Mark, who liked that idea, said, so "Go for yeah, it." Yeah. And also. Um, we talked a lot about the ending because I had a very different ending at first, as I mentioned, that didn't really work in the screenplay. And, oh, my um, gosh. Hmm. He said, well, you know, you kind of I'd like to be able to see this as something that could possibly go on. Why don't you open it up that way? And so oh, yeah. you know, we talked about that. And, you know, those those two things sort of came out of the um, the book process that would not have happened in a, in hmm. a TV movie world. Because in TV movie world, nobody would really do that i don't think i think they would just say thank you we're not going to do this yeah the idea that he was working you know they would pa pass um the Next. idea he was able to the idea that he was willing to work with me on that and expanding it allowed it to to happen and i'm very grateful for that so we know? are usually a spoiler free show but i'm so curious about what your initial ending was Oh, Can we I can't talk about you. it and then just like bleep it? I bet it's coming up. I bet it's coming up again. <laughs> bleep, bleep. No, we want. I don't want to say anything or ruin anything because yeah. it. Look, as I told you before, we came on air. The twist on this, uh, I didn't see. I'm other people may see it coming, but maybe I'm. I don't know. But I did not see it coming, and I loved it. Mm, oh, thank loved you it. so much. I'm so happy to hear that. Um, it, it, that part was in it. <laughs> that, that yeah yeah oh, okay the wrap-up was the wrap-up yeah but i know i'm curious about the wrap-up like I, how else because that was it seemed to me that that, that was a perfect fit ending mm. the the wrap-up originally and you might have to edit this out, is that you end up <laughs> back sam i can't say don't no, even say don't even don't even okay thanks don't even <laughs> well, well i kind of want to ask you a little bit about this whole question though is that you know we read 100 plus books a year for just for the show yeah. um and so when you're submitting what essentially was a novella kind of yeah. i mean was that because of your background as a screenwriter and you couldn't help avoid it or were you hoping somebody would come along and and help you fill in the page count to at least make it a traditional size book because it's still not a long read right. I mean, it's still you know tighter than tight and so was some of that intentional or was that just i can't get out of that that script mode uh, born of just complete ignorance of the process and uh, like not uh, i really didn't know any better was really oh, okay. it it was like here i wrote this thing and they were like what are, people don't publish novellas <laughs> i mean if you're famous maybe Debut, they'll yeah. do this part of a collection but you're not so we're not so i just didn't know any better really 
Oh. Um, but it, it got some positive feedback, so I wanted to. So and God bless Mark. He was willing to to take a chance on me and work with me on expanding it into. Yeah, would you point out is all is not a very long book. You know, right. it, it's still sort of a short, tight um, book. But um, it, I got to tell you though, I appreciate that. Because yeah, there are some books that we read are like super long, and you're like, "Yeah, you're like, you probably could cut out the first hundred pages." <laughs> come, on, so. yeah, come on, come on, come on! <laughs> but uh, not this a one. A lot of bloat out there. <laughs> yeah, lean and mean. There's a lot of bloat out there, and this is lean and mean. So yeah, yeah for sure. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, I did try to keep it. I, I you know, uh, if anybody hasn't read them, I and I'm sure you guys heard them. Like Kurt Vonnegut's uh, Rules for Writers, and his yes. first one that I love, and I'm going to mangle it because this is a paraphrase, but he says, just remember that you are asking a stranger for their time. And yeah. I was yeah. like, it's like, you know, don't... <laughs> their most valuable asset, right? Yeah, I don't, don't, don't... Yeah, if you're, you know, so I, I always try to keep things as, as, as lean and tight as possible. Well, you're competing against... Uh... You know, Netflix, your Prime, phone, Hulu, like you know, everything. Paramount yeah. Plus, Disney Plus. Like you're, that's what you're competing against. Yeah. Yeah. Motto for the show, actually. Now that I try to hear that. So, so let me ask you a question. What? So what's next for Stephen Lloyd? Is it is it on the page or is it on the screen? Um, I don't know. I, I think I I did really love writing this, and uh, it, it does end in such a way that I think there's potential for, for more. Oh, yeah. So, um, oh, yeah. I think I might, might write another, um, uh, a sequel to this possibly. Yeah. Um, I'm also oh, working on a very weird pilot at the moment that has, it's a comedy, but also has some magic in it. You know, I, as you know, it's this, you know, friend of the devil has some supernatural things. Yeah. Yeah. It's not as gory as friend of the devil. It's a little bit uh, more TV friendly. Like, yeah. like um, Lucifer. <laughs> like, yeah, not, not as, not as, not as dark as that. Yeah. I think it's a little like lighter, more sort of, uh, um, comedy stuff and just, you know, supervising some stuff. So cool. I'm not exactly sure what's next, but I hope it's, uh, one of the things I hope is next is, is a, another book in the friend of the devil mold. Oh, well, right. I, I hope we get that. A friend of the friend of the devil. Of the devil? I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah wait, that, wait, that's my title. Yeah. What did you say, Sean? I didn't hear you. I didn't hear what you said. Acquaintance of the devil. Oh, acquaintance. <laughs> yes, exactly. Just to cut on the same page. Be like a, one work, of those... a work friend of the devil. <laughs> that's the oh, my gosh. Of the devil. That's actually really good. Yeah. Well, well Steve, you've actually survived what we call the main part of the interview. Um, Congrats. Mm, well, thank way to go. You. Nice. Got yourself in the back. This is phenomenal. And you know, it, it didn't take even before I read it. I saw some of the people who were raving about. Oh my this. gosh! Alma Katz is a big friend of the show, and oh, I trust. Love her. her. We have oh, a yeah, Alma. Great. Yeah. yeah. So, if anybody hasn't heard the, the deep, it's terrific. Just, yeah, it is. Well, right. her new one, uh, the Fervors. Phenomenal. The Fervor is really yeah. amazing. Yeah. But anyway, uh, so the second part of the show we call the lightning round, um, and it's. As as we always like to say, um, or I always like to say, your your mom tells you think before you speak when you're growing up. Well, this is the portion of the show where you don't necessarily have to do that. You can no, do not at all. We no, don't no. before we ask the question. So why would you think before you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it's a little bit, a little bit out of left field stuff, and you never know. Um, so your brother Christopher Lloyd, not the one from Taxi and Back to the Future, by the way. No, no. Um, 
He's going to need roads where he's going. Um, <laughs> co-created co Modern Family, which you worked on. Yes. If he didn't like a line in your script, did he give notes or did he just put you in a headlock and give you a noogie as a proper brother? <laughs> <laughs> no, he just gave notes. He was he was very, I think, uh, careful to not sort of uh, to not treat me like a you know brother on the show. It was Sibling. like I'm boss. You're, well, he was professional. Damn it! Right. I was really hoping very professional. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, and as we said earlier, you uh, co-produced and worked on How I Met Your Mother for 90-plus episodes. I mean, geez. Yeah. Um, wow. And then that show has spawned How I Met Your Father. And we, before the show, were wondering what your interest would be in pitching How I Met Your Favorite Podcaster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure. Absolutely. Let's do it. Yeah. We'll do the pitching because <laughs> would you mind working on this? Send me a treatment. I'll put it out. I'll put it out later this afternoon. Right. What's a treatment? Nobody knows. It's just a word people yeah, exactly. throw around. Exactly. I think it's a synopsis, but it's could, a, could, be, yeah. could be one page, could be 37, and I've seen them both. So we're um, not talking curtains. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, my, my last my last question. Um, so I, I I worked I didn't work successfully, but I worked in film for a while, um, and Hollywood can feel like a very small community at times, and where everyone knows everyone, or at least everyone knows someone who knows everyone. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, and you wrote on Modern Family, which features, of course, Sofia Vergara, mm -hmm. who is married to, and I'm going to butcher the last pronunciation, but Joe Mangianello. Right. Okay. So my question is, have you ever played Dungeons and Dragon with Joe Mangianello? Yeah. No, and I'm furious about it. Oh, oh my gosh. Like, I don't know what what I have to do to get an invitation to that party. <laughs> he seems like fantastic. a total geek. Yeah. He is, dude. He's the best. I I love how 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 unabashed he is about his love for Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Yes. Same yeah. same. I think so. it's great because he he talks he has conversations on social media with like one of my favorite Dungeons and Dragons type writers, Margaret, Margaret Weiss. Yeah, Margaret Weiss. The Dragonland stories. Right. Um, so that kind of leads into to my first question, Sean. Um, so, Stephen, it's 1980. Mm -hmm. You are a student at Danforth Putnam. Right. And removing the plot from the story and all that stuff, it's just like a typical school. Um, which group of kids are you hanging with? Are you playing D&D &D with Harriet? Are you chilling with the jocks? Maybe become best friends with Evan and learn some horticulture skills? Um <laughs> So which is it? Which would where would you fit in? I kind of all like in high school. I, I did not go to Danforth Putnam. I went to a giant public high school, but I was sort of mostly a D and D nerd. Frankly, I mean, I, I ran cross country and track. I was not great at it, but I was sort of one of those. I certainly wasn't. Nobody, I think, would describe me as a jock. Um, and I was also probably one of the insufferable uh, drama kids who was uh, there, you know, there you go. taking themselves too seriously. After the show, I'll probably send you an invite to our, uh, our D and D that, uh, that we play on Mondays. So do not tease me. Yeah. I, 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 no, it's true. I, I, I'm like the biggest geek too. So. Oh my God. I, I got a star set to try to, get my daughters who are nine and 10 into D&D. Yeah, it's perfect it was, age. 
It was not the team building experience. <laughs> they instantly turned on each other. I died. Like, what? Yeah. What well, you? That's not what you're supposed to do that's with it. Fair. Yeah. I so, want to stab her. All right. Roll a dexterity. Yeah. So uh, you killed yeah. your sister. Yeah. Exactly. Dude, that's awesome. All but right. Yeah, um, they stopped listening to me within like five minutes. You're not even didn't care where they were. You did. And so yeah, I gotta. Uh, yeah, take well, them in one well, time. Quick, quick follow up on that. What would be your class that you would play? Like, what, what are you? Are you conjurer, evoker? What are you? Oh, nice that you went right to the classes. I mean, yeah. You start with like your basic like magic user. You're like, which school? Yeah. yeah. Um, and now I want to think. See how Chris much of a geek you really are. <laughs> um, oh, you know, I'm sorry. You know what? Don't answer that. Don't answer okay. that. Yeah, I didn't. Okay. I didn't even see that. All right, never mind. <laughs> What? Because you're going to get that question later. I'm, oh, I I'm am. Stealing, oh, okay. I'm stealing questions. Good. Now, now I can think about Damn it. Damn it. Really Very sorry. Right off the top of my head. So this is not the lightning round. All right. All right. So <laughs> de- demons loom large in uh, Friend of the Devil. And although it's obviously a work of fiction, there are billions of people who believe they exist. Uh, but do you personally believe they exist? Um, no, I would say not. Uh, mm. uh, <laughs> I don't think that they're actually... You know, no, I don't personally. Um, yeah. I just did, evil people I doing like, evil things. So what? I, I no, I'm saying there's just evil people doing evil things, not right. influenced by demons. Yeah, that's my my. I mean, I did as a kid. I was I was raised, you know, Catholic, and yep. you know, I definitely believed all that stuff. But I, I think, uh, you know, early on in my teens, I was like, I'm not sure this is real. So, and I, I, I yeah, I don't, I. I'm very interested in all that from a literary standpoint, but no, I don't actually believe it. Right. Yeah. All right. Uh, Front of the Devil is being made into a television series, and you have the final say on the cast. And at the last minute, Neil Patrick Harris, from who you worked with and how I met your mother, calls up to ask if he can be a part of the show. Uh, you already have someone cast for Sam, so he can't be Sam. First, right. do you say yes? And B, if you say yes, which role do you give him? Um, I absolutely say yes. Neil's a wonderful actor, and I would love him to be in it. Um, I'm trying to think, like I, I, I because um, uh, I think he'd be hilarious as it's a very small part, but as as um, uh, the shrink that Harriet's forced to go to. Oh, yeah. oh it'd be perfect for that. Um, is a sort of like overly earnest sort of you know thing that 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 might be it because it's also sort of like this is half a day of shooting and then you're done but it's just like a a, a nice little cameo where you can be like an overly earnest you know yeah yeah shrink sure. I like it I like it probably that yeah all right my questions well since Chris kind of yeah sorry shot at my first one I'm gonna take I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> I didn't look ahead but I'm gonna turn this a little bit I'm gonna okay see, so Chris had asked about your D and D class what I'm gonna say is. What is your go-to alignment for your character? Are you a true neutral? Are you chaotic evil? Like, where nice. where did you tend to float to when you were creating characters? For D and D, yeah. Okay, um, well, I don't care about TV. I want to know <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, because uh, I don't know what you'd call Barney Stinson psychotic neutral or something. I don't know psychotic. <laughs> Uh, probably chaotic for I can't yeah, he's definitely chaotic yeah I cannot believe that. I'm probably chaotic good was probably like my favorite alignment yeah I mean, chaotic good is a tough one to play it is but it's like it, it's more and you probably I probably 
you know, as a kid was playing more fast and loose with those sort of alignment rules than, than you you should, but it's not as stringent as lawful. Good. At least you're like, you know, people can rely on you a little bit. You know, you don't necessarily worry. Somebody's going to just like thought this out quite a bit over the years. (laughs) Dude, he's totally getting an invite to to my thank you. (laughs) All right. Um, Number two. Uh, So modern family is one of my favorite shows. My wife and I binge it all the time. Oh, wow. Have you ever considered a show episode told in horror noir theme? What 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 might that look like? A modern family episode told yeah. in modern noir theme? Yeah. Wow. Um that's a good question. I don't know. I mean, not I much could... of a lightning one, but hey. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> it, maybe. I mean, the, the like once a show gets it, it's funny like really by the last season, we found a lot like what about this story? Oh, we did it. We've done it three times. Well, what about this story? We did it last week. Were, were, were you not there? What, what? And so, you know, there are so many things. I mean, it was just, you know, driving me crazy. So, like, by the last season, you probably could pitch, all right, let's do, like, a noir horror thing. Like, really? Like, yeah, maybe a flashback thing. I mean, I don't know if we, if we get traction because they, they, they're, they're aesthetic. Chris's and Steve's tended to be very, they wanted very understandably sort of grounded, normal sort of yeah, family yeah. story. Yeah, so yeah. doing something that, uh, you know, um, sort of uh, wacky in genre, they might think like, this isn't really the brand of the show, but yeah. um, I love it. <laughs> it sounds like a kind of cool, right? For a Halloween special or something. Oh my God. Yeah. And they love, <laughs> we did a lot of, you know, Halloween. Yeah, Halloween was a big, at some point, it was established that Halloween is Claire Dumphy's favorite holiday. So Halloween episodes were, were yeah. Big. In fact, I did, wrote a couple Halloween episodes, and um, uh-huh. if you look closely, you'll see my adorable daughters in two of them. They're trick or treating. Oh, that's, Dude, that's awesome! Yeah, yeah. nice. That's got to be your favorite part of the whole thing, right? That was very fun seeing them there until until we arrived at set, and then I'm like, "What am I doing? Why <laughs> I'm ruining your children? <laughs> uh, what am I? Yes, exactly. Like, well, you know what it is to be a child actor. Why are you even putting this on anybody's radar? Like, uh, it to be on an and I did it special. twice. I didn't even twice. learn from my mistake the first time. But all well, for the different this time. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, last question of the of the uh, session here. Um, if you were able to collaborate on a novel with any current living author well it would be current right living author who would that be and what's the project oh wow that's a great question um living author yeah let's say somebody alive that you could pick up the phone and talk to right now and you guys start flushing something out neil gaiman oh yeah yeah Um, who i don't know at all but i mean he's amazing and i love his books and 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 the graphic novel sandman was a huge influence on me as Mm. probably tell so yeah i I don't know what he would get out of that but i (laughs) i I would yeah but if you said yeah if i if i I suddenly had that power yeah absolutely it would be it would be him also one of his uh um he he, one, he did collaborate with a comic author, Terry Pratchett, on Good Omens, which I don't know yeah. if you even oh, read. I didn't know which that. Is, oh, which is hilarious. It, it, you know, has one of my favorite jokes in it of any, um, but which is a, a, a fantastic read. I, I must be 30 years old. 
Um, although they did recently make it into yeah. a uh, uh, into a Netflix special, which was which was funny. But wow. um, yeah, I I'd uh, yeah, it'd have to be. All right, you're keeping good, good company. Good pick. That's right. Well, well, you've survived the lightning round as well. You you've you've gone two for two. Uh, it's amazing. Um, as rookie, a debut, as a debut, comes didn't in cry at all. <laughs> didn't cry. No, seriously, Stephen, uh, friend of the devil is is one hell of a fun debut, and yeah. like I said, you you accomplished an awful lot to me uh, as far as mixing both humor and and horror and and thought provoking um, scenes in it, and it just uh, kudos to you. We're gonna we're gonna um, promote the hell out of it, and. Yeah. Um, Appreciate you coming on the show. Yeah, oh my god, sure. it was such a pleasure to be here. Thank you very much for having me. I, yeah, I, I had time. I'm, I'm so honored to be here, and I will be looking for that Dungeons and Dragons invite. You can oh, it's coming your it's way, coming, buddy. It's coming, coming your way. Thank right. You. Right. See you. Cheers. All right. See you guys, boys. Another great show with a great debut author, Mr. Boyd, and his debut, Friend of the Devil. Yes. He's accomplished a ton in television, and now he's an accomplished novelist. Did everything he set out to do. He scared us. He made us laugh, and he made us think. What more could you do a debut novel? And what more could we want from an interview? Hell of a time. True. You know what I want, John? I want a follow-up, a sequel. Yes. Friend of the friend of the devil, or what he say? Uh, uh, acquaintance. Work acquaintance of the devil. <laughs> but cheers, 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 Stephen. Fun book, boys. We'll see you next time on the crew reviews. All right, here we go. Wait, 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 I'm not ready. What? Okay, he's got to write something. I'm going to, I'm going to do this in my best trailer pitch voice, which gonna be absolutely awful and here we are and sean wearing his gnawbone bourbon shirt that he's owned for years finally <laughs> found amongst the clutter in that closet and here we go in three two and meow gents another great yes. mm -hmm. are you done <laughs> it hasn't started yet i just said yes <laughs> it was like a grenade going off wow Smiling. Woof. A what? He scared us. He made us laugh. And he made us. That's pretty tough to do. And uh, I just want to tell everybody they need to go out and buy this book. <laughs> Without delay. <laughs> Without delay. <laughs> you were. First thing goal, brother. First thing goal. Uh, dude. Uh, you were like at the five yard line with the ball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. On review, he fumbled right before he broke the point. <laughs> okay, well, three, two, and caca. <laughs>